The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Yesterday, we began listening to a sermon by Elder John Morgan Owens regarding faith. This sermon examines the different degrees of faith. We learn that while some men do not have faith, others who are children of God do indeed have faith. They didn't receive this faith through efforts of their own, and they didn't inherit it from their parents. Rather, they received it in the new birth, and they exercised it in order for it to grow. Some of the people we read about in Scripture seemingly only had a little faith. But some characters in Scripture are examples of great faith, and those are the examples that we ought to emulate. Join us today as we examine this timely topic. First, we have a song selection, and then stay tuned for the message. Tears fly my eyes, I cry to thee.
All right, let's move along here. Uh, Matthew 14. Some of these accounts occur in other Gospels, but I tried to make it easy on us and, and just stick to the book of Matthew. Matthew 14, and let's look at verse 20, um, 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the even was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. I want you to ask yourself, wouldn't, would you be troubled if you're sitting on a boat and then all of a sudden you see somebody walking to you on the water? I'd be troubled. I'd be honest with you. I'd be troubled. It said, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. <clears throat> and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. All right, so listen, this is a man who's got some faith, all right? Peter's got some faith because uh, he's, he, he believes that if that is Jesus that he has the ability to give me the power to walk on water too. That, that is, that's some bold faith right there. He says, bid me come unto thee on the water. He knows Jesus has the ability to do that. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. <laughs> now, your prayers don't have to be complicated. You know, I, I, used, to, I used to have some uh, problems when I was a kid. I know, no surprise, right? Um, as weird as I am. I used to have um, some, my, my parents had to work with me because um, I, I would uh, get off to myself and I would be praying. And uh, they, would, they would be talking to me. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to answer them yet because I had to finish my prayer. And it was always a long prayer and it was complicated. And, and so they, they kind of set me down and they said, listen, I'm glad you're praying. Um, but you don't have to pray so long every time. You know, it, it's, okay to, it's okay to pray short prayers, right? And, and Peter here prays a prayer where he says, Lord, save me. And I've, I've been in this pulpit many times. And I've just said, Lord, help me. <laughs> and that's a prayer. That is a, that is a valid prayer. So, so just because you, 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 know, you can't sit there and, and, uh, and feel like you're, you can pray for 30 minutes straight, it doesn't matter, okay? Uh, a prayer to the Lord can be as simple as, as one word, help. <laughs> you know. He says, what does Jesus say in reaction to, to Peter's prayer? Uh, uh, freak out moment <laughs> as he begins to sink he says O thou of little faith wherefore didst thou doubt now remember this is this is he's saying this of the same person who was bold enough to say lord bid me come walk on the water to you <laughs> right so if 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 him uh having his moment of of fear is as him of little faith, then I'm in trouble, okay? Uh, because 
I, I would dare say that I, I don't have the boldness of the faith that Peter had. Of course, in verse 32, And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the a ship, came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. All right, let's move on here. Um, Matthew 16. Now, as we're going through this, I, I hope we'll pick up on the point that, that these are people who had little faith, but yet they had faith, okay? And having faith is something very powerful. In Matthew 16 and verse 5, And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then, said, uh, then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Here they are, just like we are. We get caught up on the things of the flesh. They forgot to bring bread. Has anybody ever forgotten something at the grocery store? <laughs> you forgot the bread. They didn't take it with them. And then they get on the other side, and they said, Man, we forgot bread. And then Jesus begins to teach them on a separate, on a doctrinal topic. And they said, he's saying that because we forgot the bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets ye took up? You know, this is, this is a good reminder that we all need to have. Now, yes... You and I, we weren't there to see that feeding of that 5,000 from just a couple, a few loaves. But they, they gathered up baskets full. They, they gathered up more leftovers than they had the, the bread to start with, right? And Jesus says to them as, they, as they're worried about not having enough bread, he says, don't you remember <laughs> that time that I provided? Now, I, I ask us the same thing. We, we have uh, a crisis of our faith. We doubt God's ability to provide when things get tight. And have we not forgotten or have we forgotten the times in the past that he's provided for us and, and allowed things to, to work out? Right. We need to remember. That's, that's what exercising that muscle of faith looks like is, is, is coming up on that problem and, and having that worry there. <laughs> And then reminding yourself, just like Jesus reminds them. But Jesus delivered us in the past. He'll deliver us in the future. Now that obviously doesn't mean that you're reckless, okay? It doesn't mean that you rack up a bunch of credit you know, card debt and say, well, Jesus provided in the past. He'll provide in the future. You know, that's not how it works. But nonetheless, you come upon trials and tribulations. You, you have reason to have faith because God's provided for you in the past. All right, let me, um, let me skip ahead here. Matthew chapter 17. I want to get this, and then maybe we can move along. Matthew 17, and we'll, let's look at verse 16. Uh, verse 16, And I brought him uh, to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. It's talking about this, this man has brought his son to Jesus. Then uh, Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came uh, the disciples to Jesus apart and said, 
Why could not we cast him out? So what had happened is that the disciples had tried to cast out this devil. It didn't work. Then, they, then, then the family, presumably, brings this child to Jesus, and he cast out the devil no problem, right? He's, he's Jesus. And they said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, I don't know, you've, you've probably seen mustard seed. It is itty-bitty. <laughs> it's tiny. It says, if you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. He uses this moment to teach us, to teach us that, that even little faith, even little faith is a great thing, okay? We've been talking about all these people with little faith, and I've, I identify with that category, okay? You know, I, I believe in God. I know I have faith. I know I have implanted faith within me, but I don't often see myself in that great faith category. I see myself in the, in the uh, little faith. <laughs> but yet Jesus says even little faith is powerful. Even if you've got as much as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, be you removed. Now, now look, that doesn't mean, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can go out there and, and, you know, you can get in your yard and, you know, yard is, the grass is knee high, you know, like happens at our house sometimes, oftentimes, and say, I believe, I believe that this grass can be cut, Right? And maybe you, maybe you have a lot of faith, right? That's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about, he's not talking about you know, using magical powers. There's other kinds of mountains in your life, okay? There, there are bigger mountains than that. Mountains of, of addiction, mountains of fear, uh, mountains of insecurity, uh, mountains of doubt, all kinds of things that you have the ability, even with a little tiny mustard seed of faith to be able to cast them aside into the ocean. Okay, and then let's go to Mark chapter 9, and then we'll move on from this category and wrap it up. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. All right, so this is the one. I, I, I misspoke earlier. This is the one where the Father is bringing his Son to Jesus. And Jesus saith unto him, said unto him in verse 23 of Mark 9, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. You see, this is a man who's got faith. He's got faith because he has come to Jesus in the first place, bringing his son to be healed. And Jesus says, if you, if you believe, all things are possible for them that believeth. And then this father, he says, Lord, I believe, but, but help, me, help, in me, help me in my unbelief. Now, I think that is a good, a good example. I'm so glad that God has, has recorded this for us to know. <laughs> Look, you are going to falter in your faith sometimes. You're going to have difficulty, all right? Uh, it's a part of having that old man still uh, uh, that's hanging on to you, Okay. But this, this father here is a great example. He says, Lord, I believe in you. 
I know you're able. But the parts of me that don't believe help it, you know. And that is a great attitude for us to have. You see, it doesn't take, it doesn't take absolute 100%, 1,000% belief. Here, he has faith. He has faith that's been implanted. But also, he struggles like we all do. And his attitude is great in that. Okay, so let's, let's move to the great faith, and I'm running out of steam. So Matthew chapter 8. Let's come in for a landing here, y'all. Matthew 8 and, and verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. This is a centurion, a Roman. This is a Gentile, okay? This is somebody who is not even an Israelite. You see, you've got the contrast of these categories. The no faith was with the scribes, the Pharisees, the people who should have been the people that had the most faith, you would think. And then you've got the little faith people or his disciples. <laughs> and then the great faith people are people who aren't even Israelites. Okay. He says here, um, And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Man, that's, a, that's somebody who's got some faith right there. Not only does he have faith to know that this man is able to heal, but he also understands who he is by faith. He understands, I, even though he's a centurion, he, he should have been big, the big bad guy in the community. He said, I'm not worthy for you to come under my doorstep. Now, I'm sure the, the centurion would have had... Uh, probably nice clothes. He would have had servants. And here is Jesus, this traveling preacher, who, who probably doesn't look like much from walking around everywhere and sweaty and hot. And, and he says, I'm not worthy for you to come in my house. And he says, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. It's talking about us coming in, us Gentiles coming in. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Now, man, what a beautiful testimony of this man that Jesus Christ would marvel at him. You know? To have the God who's made the most marvelous things in all of creation. Who's made these beautiful things. And yet he sees this man, this centurion, who has a great faith. And it makes, it makes Jesus marvel. Don't you want to make him marvel? <laughs> Don't you want to captivate the one who captivates you? Don't you want to, to please Jesus? You know how you can do it? <laughs> It's through, having, it's through exercising the faith that He has given you. 
You say, well, I, I'm, not that, I'm not the great faith material, okay? Well, you've got all the, the required ingredients, okay? You've got all that you need. You've got faith that's been given to you. You've got that muscle. You know, look, if I wanted to be, if I wanted to be as muscular as Mason, I could do it, right? I've got, I've got the muscles. I just choose not to, right? right? That's my excuse, at least. That's, that's what it's like in, when we're comparing ourselves to, to us and the faith and this guy here, okay? You've got, you've got all the required muscles. All you've got to do is just work it out a little bit, right? <laughs> and you can have great faith. And please, you're, you're, you're pleasing to Jesus just by being his child, okay? But don't you want to make him marvel? <laughs> I do. He's not going to love you any more or love you any less if you don't or if you do, okay? But, but because he loves you so much, because he loves me so much, I want to do the very best I can to please him, don't you? Now, in Matthew 15, we'll go to our last, our last thing. Matthew 15 and verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Again, another person who was not an Israelite. said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Now remember this, okay? When Jesus came in his ministry, he came, he came chiefly and, and firstly to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, okay? He came to his own people, as was foretold, okay? So I want us, you know, it, it's, it's, I have misunderstood this passage in the past as he seemingly is mean to this woman he is not okay but they want to send they want to send this woman away but he answered and said i am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of israel okay then came she and worshiped him saying lord help me but he answered and said it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs ouch <laughs> you know now remember this is this is this is God, okay? We may, we may misunderstand this in a modern mindset, but he is not being mean to her, okay? There was, a certain, there was, there was a certain place for the children of Israel to have, uh, the, to have him come and to minister to them. This is somebody outside of that, uh, that, that covenant, that natural covenant. But obviously she's got faith, okay? <laughs> She's got some faith. So she is within another covenant, <laughs> that spiritual covenant of, of God's spiritual children. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. It takes faith to see who you really are, okay? It takes faith to look at yourself and to say, You know what? Maybe I'm not the hot shot that I think I am. <laughs> Maybe I am just a dog. Maybe. As uh, Mephibosheth said, the, uh, uh, Jonathan's uh, son in the Old Testament, he said, I'm just a dead dog. I'm nothing but a dead dog. It takes faith to see who you are. We're all just 
dogs and, and, and before God, before a righteous, holy God. But yet he looks upon us and he loves us. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see, this woman, even though... <laughs> Uh, she saw herself as a dog. She got the treatment that, that only two or three people in all of Scripture has ever gotten, which their faith was called great faith, right? What a testament to not only, not only did she have faith to come to Jesus, but she had faith to know that he could heal, that, that she could persist. I hope and I pray that that we exercise the faith that God has given us. I, I want to be a great faith person. I'm a little faith person, but I want to be a great faith person. And I, I know you do too. And look, it, it's, not, it's not something that's reserved for, for the preachers. <laughs> it's not something that's reserved for some monk somewhere to be a great faith person. These were people, <laughs> these were people just like us. And they had great faith. And you can too. You've got all the ingredients that you need. And I hope that when the storms of life come upon us, uh, the worries, the cares of this life, that we might have faith to see God as he is and to see us as we are. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. 